0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 218 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Picture elephants walking along the majestic savannah, looking for different things to eat when they run smack dab into the middle of a fence or a road or a highway or a freeway or a bunch of houses. Picture elk in the beautiful mountain meadows as they are walking, and all of a sudden... Horns and cars start honking at them. People start running out and taking their picture. Today, we're going to be talking about big game management and habitat fragmentation. It's a real issue, and it's only becoming a larger and larger problem that wildlife managers are having to deal with. And it's a factor that we're going to keep talking about, and it's going to be talked about more and more often. Uh, Think of like Estes Park. Where in Colorado, everybody's living and all these animals are coming in and people are dealing with it. And you just see videos of elk trying to gore people or cows trying to kick people in the face. Well, that's only going to become more and more often as that urban sprawl spreads into those areas. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. Habitat fragmentation is taking a large section of habitat or places their home where they live and then dissecting it. Picture uh, a checkerboard where you have a whole entire board, but each checker represents a different piece of habitat. One is white, one is black, and the black one is the habitat. The white one is the cutting up and the fragmentation. That's what's going on. So, When we have habitat fragmentation, we have habitat loss, so loss of their home range, their food, where they live, their safety. Genetic isolation can happen. Uh, Think of cougars or think of an island situation. Let's say you have a a mountain in California, Baldwin Hills in California, and houses build all the way around it. Or more likely, you have freeways. We have a, a range here in Northern Utah that is used to be a very popular mountain range. And then there was highways and houses built on one side of it and a highway and high fences built on the south end of it. And then a highway built on the, and so we got highways built all the way around and it's difficult for animals to move now because we have isolated it. So certain areas like this can face some genetic isolation. Human wildlife conflicts. That seems to be just what everybody talks about. Everybody is happy with wildlife or everybody hates wildlife. Depending on where you're living, you could have a lot of conflict. And depending on what area of the United States or in the world you're living will be a whole host of factors. Whether you're dealing with ungulates or predators or small little varmints, it just Depending on where you live, you're going to have wildlife issues no matter what. Some are just different than others. There is, in southern Utah, there is a city that has a cemetery. And in that cemetery, they have prairie dogs. And these prairie dogs are a threatened species. And because they're threatened, there's certain regulations, things they can and can't do with them. Well, these prairie dogs moved into the cemetery and they started digging up the bones of the people in the cemetery. And so these are just some of the wildlife conflicts that we face. Migration barriers. Uh, Migration barriers could be houses. They could be roads. They could be fences. It just doesn't matter. Uh, One migration barrier that I know of is uh, uh, airport extended its runway and at the end of the runway is houses, and then you got the airport. And so they have a hard time getting through now because they put high fences all the way around to keep these animals from traveling. But it's not just um, land mammals that we could be talking about. We could be talking about habitat fragmentation if we're putting dams in rivers, habitat fragmentation for waterfowl. Uh, Here in Utah, uh, the great salt lake is there and then you also have the international airport and so they're constantly in conflict and also the more that utah uses up water the less water there is for the great salt lake so uh we are losing water and therefore fragmenting that habitat of the great salt lake it's also going on in california and then it alters predator-prey dynamics. And what do I mean by that? Uh, there, Because of all these barriers, it's altering the way migration routes are going. So predators are having to alter their behavior to get around it. Uh, we talked about the lights coming from all these urban areas are affecting the way uh, predator and prey are using the landscape. Um, predators tend to stay in the more dark areas. Prey tend to be in the more light areas, and so it's just altering uh, the dynamics that we face around us. There's a bunch of real-world examples of habitat fragmentation. you got the Florida panther, really popular. Uh, They were isolated. They started interbreeding and then you developed a kink tail because they didn't have enough in the gene pool. Another one that's getting more and more popular as the species struggles a little bit more are pronghorn. Uh, they are really disrupted by fences. They have the ability to jump over fences. They just choose not to. And so fences really create a barrier, especially when they like to crawl underneath and that's all fine and dandy until winter time comes. And snow drifts, depending on the fence, will build up along the fences. And they have a hard time getting underneath those fences because those snow drifts come in, pack in tight, freeze, become solid blocks. And then the pronghorn get pressed up against the fence and they just sit there and die. There's been situations where uh, I've had to go open fences. I know the biologist in the area travels around and talks to ranchers and asks them to open their fences every winter. And that's why we really want to promote let down fences. At least I do. I'm a big fan of let down fences. The more that we can lay those fences on the ground, the safer wildlife will be. All right. That is what I got going on. Habitat fragmentation is just challenging. You can think of it as a larger landscape as you want, or as little of a uh, landscape. We can talk about field mice And we can get up to as big as elephants, but habitat fragmentation is something that's going to continue to affect everything. And the ones that you see it affect more are the ones with the longer migration routes. And the ones that you don't really pay attention are the ones, the smaller animals who we wouldn't think of it as a migration route, but they still have to travel far, whether they are just leaving their family unit for the first time and venturing out on their own or whether they move from a cornfield into some other type of field there is migration routes and habitat fragmentation is going on Uh, some predators will benefit from the fragmentation because some of the prey will have to venture out into areas that's not necessarily safe for them and they can be more easily targeted while others are having a more difficult time and we are altering their habitat. There are challenges everywhere, and migration corridors are a huge thing, and reducing that amount of fragmentation is huge. All right, if you guys are passionate about wildlife, You can make a difference go ahead and support an organization i don't care who you support there's a bunch out there whether you're pro hunting or pro wildlife you can get involved in either and you can find ways to continue to help support wildlife Uh, go ahead and follow me on social media instagram facebook at manage the wild and subscribe on whatever platform to our podcast and let me know what you guys think. All right, you guys have a great day. Stay wild.